Oh, hey, everybody. Shocker. What? what? I hope oh. this is working on Twitch. I don't know. How hey, Twitch maybe works. it is. I think we're live. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. He's all about it, Gumbert. And today I have a really special guest with me because February 17th just happened. So it was Chad's birthday. <gasps> so Chad's the greatest gone. of days. Yeah, he was very excited for it. But that means I get an awesome guest. Everyone, welcome Trevor. You know him. You love him. He's on 17 podcasts just like me. <laughs> I've been on, I've been on a, a few of these as well few of mm. these here and there you were there but the yeah. day that i came in that's right yeah i was here for your first one yep oh wow look at that it's all full circle now chad's out now it's me and you and, and actually now that i think about it this just a few weeks ago i think was the three-year anniversary of the first time i was on the show mm. i think it was like 20 2019 2019 my god time's a circle Flat Time room. is a flat circle and a lie, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. But hey, where can people find you? What are you doing? I know these things already, but just for any randoms out there. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm Trevor Bettis. Uh, like, uh, like you said there, who's <laughs> way too many podcasts. Uh, you can find those on my Twitter at the Trevor. There is an A hiding in there, but I'm also the community manager for Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a idle clicky game for D and D, and it's a lot of fun. So you should come hang out and play that, and hang out in the community because they're pretty chill. It's a very good game. I played it before I knew you worked there, and then you said you worked there, and I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> I played it for a while back in, I remember when it first came to, like, Xbox uh, One, and I played oh, it yeah, on yeah, Android yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I played it for a little bit. Had a good time. Yeah. Got my Minsk yeah, and booze and all that. My Minsk and my booze. Funny enough, I actually have it playing right now, too. <laughs> Forgot to close that. Oh, well, they'll fight that boss eternally. Exactly. <laughs> Just come back a day later, and it's like... Five billion gold. I'm like, all right, yes, let's go. Give me all the gold. The good times. You can normally catch us. We're a little bit early today. Normally catch us on twitch.tv slash Affleby at Sunday evenings at 8.30 Eastern time. YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 in the morning. If you want to get up that early. Upcoming on today's show, we've got Elden Ring. I found Elden Ring news. Didn't care. You're here. I had to talk about Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> tons of video game TV stuff came out this past week. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2020, 2020, 2020, 77. 2020. Goes super hard. That game went hard. There's a new update. But first, before we get to all that fun stuff, we're going to start with our main quest. This is a big one. Mm. People are upset. People are happy. Nintendo doesn't care. Nintendo is shutting down the Wii U and the 3DS. These are from multiple stories at GameSpot. I'm going to go mm-hmm. through these, and then and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. There's multiple parts of this story, by the yep. way. So, Nintendo has officially announced that users will no longer be able to purchase content on 3DS and Wii U in late March 2023. Uh, furthermore, starting on May 23rd of this year, you'll no longer be able to add funds via credit cards to the 3DS and Wii U eShop accounts. August 29th, you will not be able to use prepaid eShop uh, cards to add funds as well. Um, however, users can still redeem download codes until March 2023. Additionally, after the eShop shuts down, users will still be able to re-download content that already own and download existing software updates. That's a big one. You always want to be able to do that. Uh, to commemorate the history of the... I, I love how they did this, by the way. To commemorate the history of the 3DS and Wii U, Nintendo has launched a website for users to reminisce on their memories on their memories with those systems. Both systems have been known for providing new homes for Nintendo legacy con- content, like the Wii U Virtual Console. I love seeing that we're like, the, the story was like, oh, the stuff's coming down. And everyone's like, hey, here's what I played on those systems. It's like, oh, what a, what a gut punch. We live in a weird time. <laughs> it's like, it's dead, but hey, remember it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Nintendo initially confirmed it would only be releasing classic content through Nintendo Switch Online membership plans going forward, saying, We think this is an effective way to make classic content easily available to a broad range of uh, players. Nintendo currently has no other plans to distribute legacy content in other ways. However, Nintendo deleted this answer from the FAQ page shortly after it went live. Nintendo currently has no announced plan to distribute legacy content in other ways. So, Wii U Store and 3DS Store are basically dead in the water. I mean, Wii U was dead mm-hmm. on arrival, but now the 3DS is also gone. Uh, yep. How do you feel about this story, man? I'm not surprised. Um, when I, I, I feel like I had a much... Te- much more tempted uh, a reaction to it than the rest of the internet because <laughs> I saw that I'm like ah yeah that was bound to happen eventually um, and then uh, it turned out everybody else was really upset about it mm-hmm. and it, what's really weird and this really does speak to how not good the Wii U was <laughs> I'm more shocked that the 3DS eShop is shutting down than I am the Wii U same um, the the 3DS I felt like it I mean it had a long life even after the wii u (laughs) like we were still getting 3ds games when the switch had come out um and so it is a little weird that they're 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 doing that um and it's not happening till 2023 right Uh, yeah officially will end in march of 2023 yeah i mean at least they're given that far ahead heads up um but uh but yeah it, it, it it's not completely surprising i mean Kind of funny talks about the weird Nintendo decisions all the time, and this is definitely one of them. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, what 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 about you? How do you, how do you feel about it? I mean, for me, as one of the uh, twelve people who owned a Wii U, not shocked. I I was eleven. Yeah, there we go. We're, <laughs> we're all here. Um, I'm not shocked about the Wii. the 3DS one does. So I'm trying to look up numbers. Just excuse me as I'm looking, but I believe mm-hmm. like the DS line. Of products so it includes 3ds and the original ds all together was like like 130 something million 135 million like units sold like on that store yeah. or that's just for those units and then of course the store did really well so I'm, I'm with you i'm shocked that 3ds is gone but i guess if you're gonna get rid of one maybe do it all at once because i mean and i seem to re- i feel like i remember there's something about them somehow being tied together which is why i think they're both going mm-hmm. down like i think the wii u was built on the on the same like servers or something like that that the 3ds one was so if one went down they both went down seems to make sense i don't yeah yeah, i I don't know but it would make sense why they're both gone at the same time um yeah yeah, i mean so i think the the main reason people were mad and again i wouldn't be mad i'll talk about it in a second but Mm -hmm. it is funny that switch being super popular and that's the thing nintendo of course would be pushing but has no virtual console and people were like, oh, all of these old games I could play and I could purchase are going to be gone now easily. So, I mean, if you have to pirate or you have to emulate, I mean, you got to do what you got to do at this point. Because if mm-hmm. your game that you want to play isn't on Nintendo Switch Online, like there's literally nothing you can do except for yeah. try to find old hardware. But now you find old hardware and you can't even download it on that hardware. Yep. Um, so, I did have a tweet. Oh, look at me pulling out my own tweets again on the show. Ooh. Uh where am oh, I wait, at? it's your own tweet? That's, yeah, it's a tweet great. that I, I did. That. But I had I heard that. people talking about this during the week. Um, so I, I'm not going to name the person. There's a person who's on podcast who I regularly disagree with. I like them as a person, but every time they get on this specific podcast, I'm like, oh my God, you have such awful takes and awful opinions. I really hope I remember to ask you who this is after uh, we're, I'll after tell we're you who it is. Uh, <laughs> again, great person. I'm not going to say anything else than yeah. that. But they were talking about, you know, if Nintendo respected its history... You know, they should be willing to lose money to, you know, 
preserve things that the fans want and all that. And I'm just yeah. thinking in my head, I understand. Yes, we like Nintendo. They're a cool company. They make things you love. It's a corporation, right? Yeah. I will get to it in a second, but it's literally a company. All companies are created to make money. They're not mm-hmm. your friends. They aren't your best buds. They're not looking out for your best interest. They're doing what's, what makes business sense. So if they're like, if the options are keep the 3DS and Wii U servers up, it's going to cost us. We are literally going to lose money on this. It's going to take time, money, and effort. But 10 people on Facebook are going to be happy. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, I, it's yeah. again, it's Nintendo's not your friend. It's a corporation. They're going to make money. And this thing is losing them money. So I'm not shocked that they canceled it all. Like, this will happen basically everywhere except for. I mean, even Steam has certain things that eventually get delisted, but yep. there's I, no... I recently tried to uh, to play the Back to the Future Telltale game and found out you can't. You can't re-download it? You, if, uh, I, I never purchased it. Oh, you never had if, it first Unless place. you get a disc copy of it, you cannot uh, get it now. Yeah, and I'm assuming that's probably a licensing thing where, like, Back to the Future, you're up with the it's license. Cause, uh, it's because Telltale closed, which is something well, I completely forgot happened. Yeah, that's part of it, too, probably, <laughs> a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's literally what capitalism means. Like they're not here to be your best friend. They're here to make money. And if keeping the the digital storefront on a console that sold 11 million units doesn't make sense for them, they're not going to do it. Like it, it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. legacy. Because again, in five years they'll be like, oh, pay extra money to get Nintendo Switch expansion plat- pass plus Wii U games or whatever. They'll yeah. sell it to you again. Again, people, there's yeah. literally the co- virtual console on those systems was just reselling you games you'd already bought. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I just don't understand why people get like personally upset. It's like, it's a business. They're not your best. It's not like Jim was like, Hey, we've been friends for 20 years, but I'm going to go in your house and steal your stuff at it. Like, that's not what happened. I just don't, I don't understand it. I, I, I get a little bit of the frustration, namely because of the, um, preservation of games like i i do very much i'm like we do need to find a way to preserve these games in a way that we can play them far into the future um and the way we're currently going games are going to get lost at a like an exponential rate within the next 10 years where like it'll start popping up more often it's like oh you didn't get to play this game that sucks you can't play it anymore like you can't get it you can't download it you can't do any of this stuff and i and i know i can hear all you pirates out there yelling this is why pirates is good i i what i if there is a ability for money to go to the company and the people that made it i want to do that first Mm -hmm. um that that's that's kind of my big thing uh yeah if the company is like long gone i do think that some kind of conversation does need to start happening about how to keep these sort of games around but then we come back to the the nintendo thing with it where a lot of them are nintendo games and you are 100 percent right they're gonna resell you these as much as they can mm-hmm. like that's just how it is like nintendo doesn't want to give you super uh super mario for free that's why they packaged it in a little handheld for 50 dollars last year <laughs> yeah absolutely i the things that people care about will continue it does suck again i'm with you for preservation that's why i mean if you approve yeah. them or not but people who pirate stuff and emulators keep these things like there are mmos that have been dead for 20 years that random people yep. were like i've got a server with this game still running uh yep. and it just it's a thing um but even people who are like oh digital's awful physical it's like some of those old carts for nes and game Boy and stuff like those batteries die and those pins go out and that game's lost yep. forever like yep there's no real answer besides someone actively trying to preserve everything even if it's you know uh, joe manganello's baseball 2009 on the 3ds whatever that's fine 
you know, I hope someone does it, but I, it is. I hope that's a real game. Joe Manganiello's baseball. <laughs> got it. Probably. I mean, it's not, but just I wish every, it was. Every time you get a home run, it's just Joe Manganiello in the first Spider-Man movie just going, ah! <laughs> I'm gonna get you, you nerd. I'm gonna get you, Parker. <laughs> God, it's so good. Uh, so, another part of the story. Mm-hmm. According to a Nintendo Life report, an anonymous Nintendo of America employee said Nintendo had uh, wanted to shutter the Wii U eShop for several years, but was concerned oh, of yeah. class action suits if it were done within a decade of the system's launch. Uh, internally, Nintendo has been waiting uh, for that day since 2014 based on sales, the source said. Nintendo looks at the first few years as the indicator of when to start packing it in with a console. Whew, boy. Uh, of course, yeah. it's, in strictly, it's extremely unlikely Nintendo would have shuttered the store in 2014 as the Switch was still three years away. Um, and we still got Wii U exclusives for the next few years after that. However, the gap between Wii U and Switch was one of the smallest Nintendo history, which I do like this... So again, I don't think in the middle of the console cycle they're like we're gonna cut off the store, uh, and I think that the whole thing of like we don't want to get sued, you have to do ten years. Maybe there's credence to that, but the first two years is an indicator. Like first two years of Wii U were bad, and they were like they already knew right then and there this is done. Yeah. So let's get ready to move on, and then so yeah, this was coming a mile away. Yeah. I like like I said, I, I'm not shocked about it, and yeah, th- that part of it makes sense because. If I'd been a betting man back in 2017, I would have thought they would have packed it in by 2018. Yeah. Honestly, like it, there there was no reason to keep that going because like you said like 12 people bought that. <laughs> I think um I mean, this has been a story, but like every not every, but like a lot of big games that come out every year, you know, like your NPD top 10s, they all sell more copies of their video game in one week than the Wii U sold in its lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. That's yep. awful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, and the anonymous source and all that, but that sounds, yeah, it makes plenty of sense. They're like, yo, this isn't working. Let's get out. Um, and the class action lawsuit thing is totally 100% something that could have happened. So, yeah. Yeah, let's not even bother. Let's just put it at 10 years, and the minute 10 years comes up, we're out of there. Um, mm-hmm. Just really quickly, since the stores, everyone got the news, like, oh, it's about to get shut down, we have some sales numbers. From the charts mm-hmm. on the 3DS. Ooh. All right. And of course, Pokemon games dominate 3DS digital charts after eShop announcement, uh, takedown announcement. The current bestsellers in the U.S. charts include Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Crystal, Pokemon Red. Um, and also in the U.K., it's Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Blue are all in the top 10. Just a little numbers about people were like, oh, this thing's going away. I better buy the only things on this thing that I care about, a.k.a. Yep. <laughs> old Pokemon games. So I just thought that was fun. Now I'm thinking, like, oh, crap, I should go do that, too. <laughs> yeah, there have been a lot of lists when I was researching for the show today. I'm like, there's a lot of lists out there, like, top 15 best games that you need to buy before the shop closes down or whatever. So maybe give those a yep. look because it will definitely, it could be a lot harder in the future. Because I remember when you guys did uh, Metroid Fusion for Barf, how ridiculous that game was to find. Um, yeah. It blows my. That's a whole other tangent about how uh, rarely uh, Prime or Metroid games get uh, re-released. But yeah, that is it, that is a huge problem of it, and it's not one that Nintendo is putting out any solution for. No. They'll just wait and be like, "I guess now's the time to release it and make them pay for it again." Um, so yeah, go in there and buy your stuff, buy your carts, buy your Joe Manganiello baseballs, do whatever you got to do, because um, you will not be able to pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, any last thoughts on this, or can we move on to the next part? Uh, yeah, no, just th- makes sense. Sad, but 
Makes sense. And it's going to happen. Speaking of things that are going to happen, we're talking about some playtime. Oh, we're talking about things we've been playing. We're moving at a brisk pace. This may be a short episode. It's fine. I'm not worried. There was no news anyways. So, (laughs) being the guest, I want you to go first because, again, I love all your choices of game, especially the last one. But go ahead and talk about all of it. Uh, I had to go down to make sure to to see what I had. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, uh, for whatever reason, in late December last year, I bought Dark Souls Remaster on my PlayStation. It was on sale. And I was like, ah, I need it on another system because I've bought it on three already. Four. Four. So this is the fifth time I bought it. Mm. Um, (laughs) uh, I started playing it and got uh, a really rare drop that is literally all I used to that game. And I went, all right, well, I'm going to beat this game. And so I did. And then I started playing Dark Souls 2. And I beat that for the first time. Then I played Dark Souls 3. And I beat that. And then I played Bloodborne. And I beat that. So I beat all of the Soulsborne games in a little over a month. And I'm still playing them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I'm just... I, I Elden like I did it because Elden Ring's coming out and I'm pumped for that. And I thought that playing these games was gonna burn me out on it. And it absolutely hasn't. It has just fueled my hype more. <laughs> well, like, if I smoke more crack, I'll get tired of it, right? <laughs> exactly. No, right? That's not how that works. <laughs> well, well, because normally, like, like I got, I got ADHD. Normally, if I indulge too much into something, my brain is like, this is no longer producing dopamine. Hmm. Go away. And I just I can't stop playing. I did a new game plus for Bloodborne. I did a new game plus for Dark Souls 1. Um, my wife is uh, last night made a character in Dark Souls 3, and we're, we're, we're going to play through that. So that's going to be fun. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just I'm just obsessed with Soulsborne right now. Eld- Elden Ring just needs to be here. Less Why than a week. Friday? Why isn't it Friday? So close. Um, question then. Mm-hmm. That weapon in Bloodborne, or not Bloodborne, excuse me, Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Is that like that? Was it like a black knight sword or whatever? Yeah, it's like, like that random drop. Blade. That's the perfect <laughs> weapon you 2% get. Two percent drop rate. Yeah, but it's literally like the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah, uh, you you can take that all the way through halfway of the game, and then at halfway you can upgrade it to an in-game weapon. Boom! Look at you. That's what they got you. They were like, "Hold on, oh, yeah. we know what's about to happen. Let's go ahead and give them that two percent drop rate." Yeah, <laughs> and and like I said, I beat Dark Souls two for the first time, and I actually have a different opinion of Dark Souls two now. I did not like that game, and I kind of really love it now. Mm. It's it like it's it's not perfect, and it does not follow the ideology of the other Souls games, but I liked it, mm-hmm. and I might play it again this year. I have a problem. Let's beat Elden Ring first, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. What else you been playing though? Uh, Destiny 2, um, still been trying to keep up on a few things because the expansion comes out on Tuesday. I know Chad is ridiculously excited for that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've just been trying to, trying to keep up on it, play with my friends as much as I can because, uh, I like, I like hanging out with my friends online. That's what we play. Uh, and we were getting absolutely wrecked in Iron Banner this weekend. So that was fun. Rough. Uh, number three, Idle Champions. Of course I'm playing Idle Champions. I'm the community manager for Idle Champions. I, I literally sit here and work and have Idle Champions up. So I'm always playing it. Could you imagine uh, working for something and not indulging in the product? Oh, yeah. I absolutely could. I just think uh, that how wild that Like, think if, like, you played a professional sport. You're like, I hate basketball. I've been in the NBA <laughs> for 15 years, won multiple championships. I hate basketball with a passion, but here I am because it makes like, money. Yeah, like like in that regard, I could see it. But like, like I don't think you have to be part of a marketing team and indulge in the thing that you're marketing. Like I thought, you you thousand percent can just BS your way through that. Yeah, <laughs> but to be a community manager, be like, I'm the person, like the forward facing yeah. person, but I hate this product. <laughs> <laughs> 
It would be hard. It would be, be a wild hard to thing. Do. I mean, I just realized it's uh, the the second time I was on this show. I actually talked about playing Idol Champions, and I'm the community manager. Was that before so you the manager? Oh, I was. Oh, way before. Way before. You know what I love? Being a coach in the NFL. I love it so much. Let's see if this comes up again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, the, yeah, the the thing that you were saying, the last thing on my list that you're super interested Metal Gear Solid Game Boy Color. Hmm. So I was one of the, the the few lucky people that was able to get an analog pocket. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. And um, I was able to get, like, I, I found my games and whatnot, and I, I was going through them and everything. My Pokemon Red version is still alive. I don't know how. The Watch Battery didn't die still living. Watch battery didn't die yet. There we go. Absolutely shocked. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to start branching out into games that I didn't play as a kid. To be like, what did I miss from this generation of games that everybody says is so good? And one of them on there was Metal Gear Solid. I was like, no, no, there, no. It, it, I, I played the old Metal Gear games. Those are terrible. Oh, the NES games. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like. And everybody kept saying, like, Metal Gear Solid on Game Boy is a masterpiece. I went, okay, I'll get it. So I, I found a, a cheap uh, version of it on eBay, and I got it. And that game is awesome. Hmm. I cannot believe how much they did with a Game Boy Color Metal Gear game. There is straight-up stealth mechanics. They put things in your way that will make you make noise that will cause attention, and you can get alarmed, and then everybody comes after you, just like in the actual game. Um, they did something super smart with the way you move around. Because, you know, Game Boy Color, it was a just a straight square screen. Yeah. And there's not a lot of available room in there, especially for how big of a model uh, Snake is. Of, you know, being able to peek behind walls and know where people are. So what they did is they have that screen here and then a little square screen up at the top is your radar. And it shows you the mini map of the area and anyone moving on it. Mm. So even though I'm down at the bottom with my back pressed up against a wall, which you can do in the game. And I'm like, this is a Game Boy game. What the hell is this? Uh, I know where someone's walking along because of that radar. And then I'm like, okay, they pass. And then I move up and go buy them. Um, my favorite bit, uh, bit of it so far, there has been an entire area that was one puzzle of conveyor belts. And the only way you could ride a conveyor belt is if you were in a box. And they <laughs> were different color boxes that you had to switch into to go to different conveyor belts. That's really impressive. I would have thought it would have been like, oh, they tried their best to do like a Contra knockoff kind of a thing. And it was like, oh, you can no. kind of hide. But they did like... How do they have a mini map on the Game Boy Color screen? That is that, that's what I mean. It is a very tiny, tiny mini map. It's like oh, pixel uh, moving around. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it it actually is one pixel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like they even have the full on dialogue scenes. Like it's not it's not uh, voice acted, but like they still do the codex inter uh, interactions between Snake and everybody. Mm -hmm. There's been straight up cut scenes where you meet someone and it goes into like this like drawn uh, but still pixelated uh, view at the top with text going at the bottom. It's really really good, um, and, and I, I've been having an absolute blast with that. Plus the analog pocket's just so pretty. It makes mm. everything look so damn pretty. I'm sure that game looks way better than it would have if I was a kid playing it. Oh yeah, if you're like, oh you're like, this is trash. If you're playing on a Game Boy Color, but analog, exactly. that's cool. I'm glad you got that because I know apparently those things are impossible. Yeah, um, that's really cool. But I yeah, like that, that. that that's uh, that's what I've been playing. 
That's that sounds wild. I wouldn't have expected that to be so good. Uh, so for me, what I've been playing, all of the things. So I started the week out because I've been burned, not burned, burned out. Been like, I don't know what I really want to do, but we mm-hmm. need to play Quantum Break. We're doing that for Bar for this month. I'm like, yeah, let me uh... go ahead and play Quantum Break. I got when I loaded in. Apparently, I was on Act Four or something. I was like, I don't remember anything about this. Starting back from the beginning. Got all the way through Act Two. I was like, all right, cool, having a good time. I'll probably finish this by the end of the week. So again, having a great time with that. That cast is wild. You know, oh, that cast is so wild. Sean Ashmore, aka Iceman, Lance Reddick, the dude who plays Littlefinger. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, Dom- I forgot Dominic Monahan's in the beginning of that game. Uh, yep, wild. That thing's crazy. Uh, and watched all it. the TV episodes. Had a good time. And I was gonna get start playing Act Three, but then there was a little news that came out. We'll talk about it later. But then something dropped, and I think believe it was Wednesday. And I pulled out my disc, my big yellow case, and I reinstalled Cyberpunk 2077. Ah, yes. And I've been playing the next-gen version of that. Now, thing for me, I played it originally. I bought it when it first came out. I played it on Xbox mm-hmm. Series X, but it was still the last-gen version, but it played good. I had a great yeah. time with Cyberpunk. I thought it was fantastic, had no issues, loved that game. So I, I completely beat that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was I'm going to wait for the next-gen update, and I'll do a replay, and I'll go back through it. So new update came out. Again, it's been optimized for current gen. So you've got performance mode, you got ray tracing. They retooled a lot of just like how the game works, like systems and stuff like that. AI is completely new. I mean, we'll get to that in a second. There's a story about it. And I've been replaying that as a female V because I did a, a male V the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving this game just as much as I did the first time. I think it's really good. And I'm very happy they finally put that out um, so people can stop trying to talk smack. <laughs> you know what's funny? I mean, they're still going to talk smack. People are going to talk smack, whatever. I loved... So being a dude who liked Cyberpunk, I was like, I don't want to have to defend it, but I'm going to defend it because this game is good. Because people, I feel like people are like, oh man, I heard stories about people who owned a day one PS4 couldn't play it. I'm like, well, yep. let me tell you who doesn't have a day one PS4. This guy right here. Uh, but it was really funny all year being like, oh, Cyberpunk is one of the most played and well-reviewed games on Steam for all of 2021. And I was like, really? Hmm. It really, yeah, it was up there. People loved it. On, again, it's great. Never had any issues on PC. It was old, yeah. old consoles. So now we've got this next-gen update, and everyone's like, oh, it's super cool. I'm like, yeah, I've been saying it the whole time, but I'm pretending like, a, you know, this is brand new for me. I'm very excited. Uh, and then the last thing I played, I didn't know what I, if I was going to get this or Elden Ring. And I said I'm just going to get both. Forget it. Uh, I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. That nice. game is great. Uh, it's fucking, dude, it's beautiful. Oh, my God. The character that, models I, in that, that environment. Is- whew. I, I've heard so many good things about that game in the past week, and yeah, all of the all of the screenshots I've seen are just stunning. It is wonderful. I'm playing through that. I'm actually going to uninstall the first one on my PC because I was going to play through it. Got part of the way through. Kind of was like, this feels like an open world game for 2017, and I'm going to uninstall it because this new one does not feel like that. It feels great. It feels new, and I'm glad that That's they... That's good. That, that was honestly something I was worried about with it, is that it was the open world was going to feel too much like the previous one, which, you know, is in 2017, which isn't a bad thing. Mm. It's just, it wasn't going to have enough updated to it, but I'm glad that they, that there is. Yeah, no, it, it immediately feels much better. Um, like the open world design, I think is, is much better and it's great. So I think I'm maybe 10 or 12 hours into that so far. Uh, don't really know. I haven't been paying that much attention. I just played it till like four in the morning, but <laughs> so had a good time. Everyone should check out horizon. We'll probably do a review on that soon because it's super good. Yeah. All right. But enough with all the shenanigans. Enough with all the hinting. We're going to get into our 
quest log and talk about quest some of these log. games. There's things about Cyberpunk in here, so just want to let <laughs> know. But first, we're going to start with Elden Ring. Yeah! Oh, but it's bad. Elden Ring spoilers are online. <laughs> it's from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. This is just a little PSA. Hey, watch out. Um, yep. Elden Ring spoils. Elden Ring spoilers. Excuse me. Let me drink a water real quick. Good Lord. <laughs> It's the it's the the stumbling water. There's so much. Uh, Elden Ring spoilers have leaked online just a week ahead of its official launch on February 25th. The games. So here's some of the things that have have leaked. Basically, don't go on YouTube and type in Elden Ring. Uh, just just protect yourself, just in case you care. The game's opening cinematic has been official unofficially published. So, you know, don't search mm-hmm. for that. Opening cinematic is out there for possibly spoiled things that are going on. Uh, several screenshots have been posted on Reddit. With areas of the game that have never been shown off before, uh, Eurogamer spotted the leaks and also reported that several extended gameplay clips have been published. Though Bandai Namco quickly took these down, so not a lot to this story, but it's like it is out there. People are playing it. Unless you're just type, you know, you're going to Gamespot or IG or you know a trusted YouTube website. Just don't type in Elden Ring into YouTube because you're gonna have a bad time. Maybe potentially. Y- here's here's the weird thing with me. I do not give a crap about spoilers for FromSoft games. Yeah, I'm like, with you on that. I, I will happily watch an like if someone was like, "Hey, I got the entire gameplay video of Elden Ring right now." I'd be like, "I know what I'm doing for the rest of my night." <laughs> like I, I like the the thing that even got me into Souls games was watching other people play it, and I didn't care about because the thing is, is that like I could know, hey, there's this boss that's this thing and that. And it looks real cool, and it has this amazing cinematic opening. That doesn't mean I can beat it. Yeah. Like, even if I watch someone beat it, it doesn't mean that I can do it. Yeah, you're not going to have that um, same build, same equipment, none of that. Exactly. So, yeah, I I know I know a lot of people are very touchy about spoilers for it. That's fine. Like 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 you're saying, don't go online and look for it. Wait a week. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I for for me, like genuinely, I, after the show, I'm probably gonna go look up this stuff and watch it. That opening cinematic, because for me, it's like you know, it's just a PSA, and I need Elden Ring news. But yeah, so like whenever they had that trailer, I think at the Game Awards, right? Mm-hmm. And we were in a voice chat, and everyone's like, "Oh man, super cool! Oh my god, this game looks so cool!" I'm like, "Hey," and again, this is my not a problem from software games, but it's a thing in from software games where I'm like, "That cinematic looked awesome." Can any of you tell me what's going on? Nope. No one has any idea what's happening. No one knows any of these characters. I'm like, yes. Even if I watch the opening cinematic, I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't. Right? I don't know anything. This doesn't tell me None anything. of it. It is all gibberish. It's yeah. all awesome fantasy gibberish, but it is still gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I, I, love, I love the opening cinematic of, of Dark Souls 3, but it, like anything that that lady says makes no sex. Mm-hmm. No sex. No sense without context. See, that's why I was prepping the word context. <laughs> mm, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't, even having someone explain, I basically have to watch a full Let's Play and have someone explain to me, because yeah. it's like, well, I've been on Reddit for 20 hours, so I figured out what's happening, and it's like, okay, so I don't have to worry about spoilers, because even people who play the game don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. No, essentially, I'm like, I don't know what's going on until Vadi tells me what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. By the way, if you don't know what that is, uh, listeners, Vadi Vidya, check it out on YouTube. That's fantastic like premiere one, right? Yeah, uh, Vadi Vidya is the is the the lore master when it comes to Soulsborne games, and I just I love their video so much. Very cool. All right, yeah. this one is a good one. I don't know what happened this last week. 
Uncharted oh, came yeah. out. And then everyone's like, hey, apparently we're just going to talk about video game movies and TV. So this is a video game movie TV update. This is from multiple stories at IGN. And also, we're talking about our segment from Adam here. Still don't have a name for it. It's a segment from Adam. It's a special thing that Adam does every week. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go through this list. And I need you to okay. give me, I think there's four things in here. Yes. Mm, there's five things in here. I want you to give okay. me a one through five ranking of what you think is going to be the best quality. Not what you're most excited for. Not, you know, what oh, you think is going to be the highest which, quality from one to five. Which one of these productions, at when everything is said and done, had mm -hmm. the best production quality of it? Yes. What is the best product to watch on the television? Ooh, now I kind of feel like Adam's gut check is a good one there. Yeah, we can do that. We did a hyperdrive check for Star Wars a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So, and again parameters what do you think is going to be the best based on what it's going for because like i mean we're gonna to get to it we're gonna to get to sonic is sonic oscar winning no but is sonic a fun kids movie? you say that now just yeah. wait a few years maybe we're at, we're at the oscars idris elba standing up there <laughs> not being sexy uh according to him so we're gonna start with number one again so keep in your mind or write it down yep, one yep, through yep. five what do you think is going to be the best you know production represent representation yep. of what it's supposed to be so Last of Us fans have to wait a little bit longer for the upcoming TV series. Uh, during an interview with Deadline, HBO Chief uh, Content Officer Casey Blow Blois, sure, Casey, Blois, yeah, said the upcoming TV adaptation of Last of Us won't appear until at least 2023. People thought this year. You're wrong. Uh, it's not going to air in 2022. He revealed they are still shooting in Canada. I imagine you'll see it in 23. <laughs> yeah, we're still shooting. Yeah, you're not getting it anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, I have seen some early episodes, and I'm very excited, uh, Blois said. Craig did Chernobyl for us, which is, I believe, the showrunner for the show also did Chernobyl, which mm -hmm. is very good. Uh, he's a fantastic writer and director. What I've seen looks amazing, so I'm excited for it, but it will not be in 22. So, no Last of Us 2022. Pedro Pascal, sorry, we're going to have to watch you be a dad somewhere else. But <laughs> 2023 should be where it comes out. Oh, that's really good. He's very good as Major a dad. Pascal is just playing dads. Yeah, he's great. He's a great dad. The best yeah, dad ever. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bioshock movie officially announced for Netflix. This one came out of nowhere. Uh, in a tweet, uh, Netflix announced that it will be partying with 2K and Take 2 on a live action adaptation of Ken Levine's popular immersive sim set in an underwater city that was meant to house the greatest minds on Earth before descending into chaos. I like how they just did a one sentence thing of what Bioshock is. Uh, Hollywood Reporter says no writer or filmmaker attached to make the project, though plans for the movie Ooh. have been in the works for almost a year. So they've been planning oh. it, but nothing's attached to it. Bioshock. Makes me more nervous. How do you... Well, I guess I didn't ask you. How do you feel about Last of Us, then how do you feel about Bioshock as we're going through? Well, I'll ask you. I, I want to do that one at the end. We'll Let's go the through these points. All right, we'll just yeah. go through the points first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, this, you notice. Only people who are on the show will notice this. So you, Chad, and whatever other guests. But I like to put my own funny headlines like when you click on that link right there that is not what the headline says but that's what Adam oh is it to. really yeah that's not what it says no the next oh, not one. for the knuckles one. Oh yeah i assume not for the knuckles one <laughs> all right knuckles the sexy echidna show was, was announced <laughs> god i hope that's the fucking subtitle so much the knuckles the sexy echidna would be great idris elba would be so mad but it'd be wonderful um sonic the hedgehog 2 won't be out until april but Sega has already decided that's going to go fast oh, on spinoffs and sequels for its burgeoning sonic cinematic universe 
Deadline reports that a third Sonic the Hedgehog movie is already in development. So that was your where the fifth one comes. This is where your five list. So we have Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog 3 is already in development. Put that one in your back pocket. Not okay. only that, but a Knuckles spinoff series uh, is in the works for Paramount Plus with Idris Elba set to be in the lead role. So I like how like, before two even comes out. Yo, we're getting three yeah. and you're getting a TV show. Yep. Um, the next show also did the exact same thing. The upcoming Halo TV series will show Master Chief's face for the first time in the history of the franchise. Well, that's interesting. Talking to Ryan McCaffrey as part of IGN FanFest, Halo's executive producer, 343 Industries studio head of Transmedia, God, what a title, Kiki Wolfkill, said that uh, showing the Master Chief... What a name! Yeah, she's got a great name. Awesome. Uh, Said that showing the Chief's face was important for the story and uh, the... Important for showing the story the show will tell. Good Lord, I need water. I think... We set out to tell a character story and a personal story, she explained. And once we really got into what the story was, it became clear that we really needed to see the person in the armor and under the helmet. So, Master Chief's face. People have opinions about showing his face for the first time on a TV show. That's what it is. Uh, Halo. Also, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. Halo has also been renewed for a second season ahead of its premiere uh, from Paramount Plus as a vote of confidence for the show. So, yep. here we go. We've got Last of Us TV show. It's coming out next year. Bioshock movie announced for Netflix, Knuckles Sexy Kid Show on Paramount Plus, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and Halo on Paramount Plus are the five video game projects that we have in front of us. Okay. So so the reason why I, I, I did want to say, like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll do this one in the end, because there's a possibility a long conversation may happen here. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, and and the, the, the main sparky thing of that is I have the unpopular opinion of I don't really liked last of us that much it's mm. not it's not my thing i played through the first game and i was like and it didn't do a lot for me i i my wife really does like it she uh uh has she watched through the second one because it came out during i can't remember what was happening when it came out but she ended up just only being able to watch it but she enjoyed it and um last of us just hasn't been for me that said i think out of all of these it's going to have the best production um, like that's the thing. I may not like Last of Us, but I I respect what it is, and I respect pe- that people love it and everything like that. I know it's a good game. I know I'm the problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, w- with everything I've heard about this series that they're gonna do, this is gonna this has got to have the best production to it. Yeah. Um, Regardless but- of again, for because I like The Last of Us, I'm not. I don't do backflips for Last of Us like some people do. I also haven't played two yet, so we'll see if that changes. Mm-hmm. But I like I enjoyed it. I think they're very good games. I like the, I like the actors and the story mostly. The gameplay things, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But the minute that they're like, "Oh, the dude who made Chernobyl," and it's on HBO, I'm like, "Well, that's the best one." Yeah, that and Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. and uh, it's the it's the the uh, girl from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the one played the little L- L- Mormon. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that show's gonna be fantastic. Like, even though I'm not big on the games, I'm excited to see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, HBO so don't that, miss, that, man. HBO will make yeah. a show about people who work at a resort, and you're like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so I think Last of Us is gonna have the best. Uh, I think Halo is gonna have the second best. Um, mm. That trailer that we got got me hyped so hard. Um, and at first I was actually a little disappointed because it came out that it was not going to be in the same canon as the games. But yeah. the more that I thought about it, the more I went, no, I'm okay with this because now I won't, now I won't be angry. Mm, yeah. Cause like, it's been a while since I've read one, but I, I used to read all of the books and everything. Fall of Reach is one of oh my, my favorite God. books Such ever a good book. written. 
Like it, like I don't even put, I don't even put the caveat of like of the best video game books. No, it is a fantastic book on its own. You think it's better than the Bible? <laughs> That's a different conversation <laughs> on a different podcast. Uh, um, but yeah, the from what I saw of it, like the way the elites looked looked really good, and chief's armor looks great the the spartans look the great suits are great oh my god the suits look so, I, and the fact that like i can see it and go that's linda hmm. like the fact that there's still stuff in it that i can spot and go i know what that is because i've read and watched all this stuff uh, i love that um and yeah so i i, I do think that that's going to be the the next best one it's a question real quick um, before we go on how do you feel mm -hmm. about this isn't you know, a lot of things do this. How do you feel about them announcing a next season before the, the show is even announced? I'm okay with that. Okay with that. Yeah, it's just um, weird. Like, I'm the, fine the with it. The reason I'm okay with it is because even if some shows don't have a good first season, sometimes they get a good second season. Sometimes they they, they, they need some time to get going. Like, I'll, I'll do another unpopular opinion. I really liked the live-action Cowboy Bebop, and I wish that they had greenlit a second season beforehand so we could have seen more of that because I think it would have gotten better. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it. And also, for, for them showing Chief's face, thank God. It's been so annoying that they don't do that. <laughs> I think we've seen like the top of his head. It's like, well, he clearly is a white, a really pale white dude who was a ginger at some point. I think that's basically well, that's like, all we we've know. had a description of him in the books. Yeah, <laughs> like they've just yeah. yeah. And uh and so no, I'm 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 totally fine with it because I've always thought the whole like mystery thing. I'm like, uh, I don't uh, okay, sure, I guess. We built something around it, but that was just because they they didn't have they didn't want to show what his face like I think that was just Bungie being like oh, we don't want to show him yeah it wasn't for any other mystique it's like you are like the that. character because this is two thousand one and we're making a video game <sighs> yeah no that is that's also why your character in ODST doesn't talk yeah. <laughs> and fall and uh, Halo Reach because they're, you're you <laughs> um possibly a surprising thing here three and four I'm putting with the with Sonic I agree um. With you. What, okay, so that first Sonic movie blew me away. I did not expect that movie to be good in any way, shape, or form. And I ended up loving that movie. Um, like I said several times during that movie to my wife, I'm like, am I loving this? Why is this working for me? <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see more, more what they do with it. I think doing a... I mean, depending on where... Because it's a Knuckles show, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Paramount they, thing is a Knuckles show. And it's going to be on Paramount Plus. Okay, so yeah, it 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 could be good. Um, Paramount is doing good stuff with their streaming uh, channel or streaming service. Um, so I think it'll be good. And Sonic Three, man, they should bring in Shadow. That'd be freaking wild to have a freaking hedgehog with a gun, man. Said, he better have Let's a go. gun. He better have a gun. He I'm better right. have a gun. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. Where? So for... wait, 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 oh, wait. Hang on. Who would you cast to voice so uh, Shadow the Hedgehog? Donald Glover. Yes, done. I'm not even going to have an opinion. That's perfect. <laughs> I was just thinking of Atlanta. I'm like, there you go. Put him in there. No, a thousand percent. I know the voice that you're talking about, too, before him. Yes. Yep. Great. Fantastic. Sold. Send, send it to Paramount. So the thing about, well, I mean, I'm going to let you do your list, and I'll do my list. Yeah. For me, like, when we were talking about, like, terms of how good this product is, that's what I was saying before. Sonic is absolutely a kid movie that plays a little bit on your nostalgia if you're an older person. Yeah. And they nail it. So, yeah. I mean, the fact... Here's why I love Sonic. Well, the movies. 
is, of course, we have Idris Elba as a sexy echidna, regardless of what he says. I don't care. You can't say I'm not going to be sexy, and then people expect people to not say you're sexy. Um, but we, they gave us classic Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's been very serious in living his life. Live your life. You know, that's fine, Jim yeah. Carrey. But I, I loved late 90s Jim Carrey. And he's just like, yeah. hey, how about I bring that back to be Dr. Robotnik? And it's great. And he came back for a sequel. He yeah. doesn't do that. He's like that. Ace Ventura when nature calls, I think is like the last time he was in a sequel. Mm-hmm. And so, so that, that says a lot to me that I'm like, okay, e- either Jim Carrey's hurting real bad <laughs> need some cash, or he actually found a sequel. He's enjoying. I think he's having fun with it. I think it's like, let yeah. me just be this cartoon character. And I think so, it's fantastic. Someone was like, I'm not going to be surprised if we get a Sonic three and we get Jim Carrey in a fat suit. And I'm like, you know what? Let's go. I would I would be down for that. Let's I can go. see that. Yeah. <laughs> on some hard but yeah, uh, Bioshock's in the bottom of my list because I'm excited that this has happened. Don't get me wrong. I love Bioshock. Mm-hmm. And that's why it hurts me to put it down here. But this announcement seems rushed. Uh, the fact that, like, we're making it. We don't have anyone working on it currently. Mm-hmm. That worries me. Yeah. And... I don't know why they're making it a movie like this. There's so much. And that that's another thing that worries me is because I'm like, okay, if you're just looking at this as a property, you're not actually looking at what Bioshock is and what Bioshock can do. And there's like, if HBO got a hold of Bioshock, they could just do Westworld two. Like yeah. the eight <laughs> they, episodes about shock an hour long. We're good. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, I'm worried about that. I don't think it's... I hope it is, because I love that stuff, but I, I don't know. It's got me worried. Yeah, we've got nothing on it, too. So you have your ranking, your list, uh, your gut check, my gut check, I suppose. Last of Us, number one. Mm-hmm. You put Halo, number two. Is it Sonic or Knuckles, number three and four? Sonic 3 and Knuckles, the show. Where do you put I'm going to put Sonic... I'm going to put Knuckles at, at, uh, at three... And Sonic 3 at 4, okay. just to make it more confusing. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Bioshock <laughs> at the bottom. I would put uh, Last of Us number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would put Sonic 3 number two. Halo 2 number three. Knuckles number four. And Bioshock number five. But Bioshock is also very far yep. behind the other ones. So yep. I'm with you on that. Good stuff, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very good. Good gut check. Is very nice. I, I'm very proud of myself today. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is out for next gen. This is from Joe Scrubbles at IGN.com. Uh, I I have been listening to too much kind of funny because I almost said a fake name. Yeah, not a real person. Not a real person at all. <laughs> not a real person. Uh, announced during a CD Projekt Red stream about the new versions and 1.5 patch, we were shown a quest alternating between PS5, Xbox Series X, Series S footage of the game, where uh, the Xbox version will be a patch upgrade. PS5 users will need to download an entirely new wow. version of the game, transfer any existing data from PS4. Classic next-gen uh, Sony. But <laughs> we did get a new version. They showed it during the stream. It's what we've been waiting for, for some people, not for me. I already had a great experience. But for some mm-hmm. people been waiting for for this game, uh, we're going to go through what they announced besides that, hey, here the next-gen versions, are, and they were out th- that same day. So it's out already. That was impressive. Yeah. That was impressive. The minute they're like, "Hey, we're doing a stream tomorrow," I was like, "Where's my disc? <laughs> Going to put this right here next to the Xbox." I got a feeling. Uh, let's see. So PS5 and Series X games will offer performance, which is 60 FPS mode or ray tracing mode, 
while Xbox Series S will only offer a single 30 frame per second 1440p mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the more popular DLC additions to all versions of the game, so this is for anyone who owns another system, um, you can change your appearance in the mirror of your apartment, so you can change your hair and do all that stuff now. Uh, new options for hair and makeup. You'll also be able to buy cosmetic makeovers for the apartment. Uh, four brand new properties across Night City you can own. Um, and then also your romantic partner can just randomly show up at your house and spend the night. Look at that. Oh. Me and Pan Am can hang out a little more. Well, I can't date Pan Am now because I'm female V, but I did it the first time, absolutely. Pan Am's best go. girl. Uh, another piece of the DLC adds... Oh, this is all free, by the way. This entire update's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, another piece of the free DLC adds new weaponry to buy from Wilson's Gun Store, added after you meet Takamura in the game story. The Games Dead also said there will be more. Uh, there will be some secrets left to find that have been added to the game. So they added more Ooh. secret stuff. So for me, I played this game, again, like I said, I never went... Apparently, you can find the place where you got murdered. Oh, spoilers for Cyberpunk. Um, and apparently, there's like a cutscene or something happens when you go back to the place where your body gets resurrected. I never did it, but that's a secret in the game. And apparently, there's yeah, I, Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing Is that the one that. where... Is that the part from the trailer when Keanu Reeves is like, wake the fuck up, Samurai? I think that's when you come back to life. Um, but I think when you go back there, Johnny has a conversation with he you. He talks about it. Okay. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I never sure, did though. it. I get to see. And yeah. there's more secrets, apparently. Um, there's also a free trial, which lets you play five hours of the game. Oh, expires after 30 days. That's cool. So if you're on the fence, go play the five-hour trial. That'll probably get you through the prologue. That's so smart of them to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to meet the best character in the game. And then maybe yep. he won't be there after five hours. I don't know. Um <sighs> Oh, Jackie. Uh, CD Projekt Red announced the game's crowd reactions have been improved, both for pedestrians and vehicles. Uh, the changes mean that crowds in the game will now react more realistically to aggressive actions, NPCs fighting back, running away, or even fighting each other. Um, it brings up a more, a bit more reactivity and life to the city, said uh, Quest Director Paweł Sesko. They're Polish, I can't say it. Yep. Uh, the fact that some of the people are actually armed and they may decide to attack you at the moment when you threaten them in some ways. In cars, similar reaction can take place, and with that, uh, team is called panic driving. So, again, there's a lot. You should really go look up the uh, the full breakdown because they added yeah. like a ton of stuff to this game. But the new crowd and stuff was next gen only because they're like, we just need the power for the AI, and we yeah. just can't do it on old consoles. Which, again, I love the game, but I almost feel like they should have made this game next gen only game if they like already knew like, oh hey, yeah, we can't do this on these old consoles, you know. It is what it is. I had a good time, but I'm just happy to have the best version of the game. Uh, how do you feel about? I don't even know if you I'm, like Cyberpunk, so I, <laughs> you know, what's going I, on. So I, man, Cyberpunk is is a weird one for me because I was so excited for it, um, and then even before it came out, I completely lost my hype for it. I don't know what it was, but there was something aesthetically about the game that didn't fit into like my idea of Cyberpunk. And so, yeah, I just, I, my, my wife was super hyped for it. And when it came out, she, she was all, all over it. Uh, in fact, we actually got a, a good PC for her to, uh, in order to run it on there. Um, I got it on Xbox cause I wanted to see what it looked like on console. Like that was literally the only reason I bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I was like, I know it's going to look stunning over here, but like, also I'm going to see what it looks like over here. And if I do want to play it, I, <laughs> I have somewhere I can play it. Um, and yeah, I didn't. I didn't get into it. I I, I played it. Um, I actually 
didn't get through the first five hours. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, I did. I didn't finish. I didn't. I didn't get the 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 Keanu Reeves part. Okay, so you didn't get Keanu. So yeah, you didn't get through that first part. Yeah. Now, granted, one of the reasons I didn't was because the game ran very poorly. What were you playing and on? I, I was playing on the Series X, and you ran poorly. And- I had no problems. Yeah. Um. It. it I, I had several. Uh, bugs happen, several freezing uh, uh, states happen, and so I was like, you know what, I'm good. Because I knew they were going to do this eventually, so I was like, mm-hmm. I'll wait on it. So now um, I, I might play it, except Elden Ring comes out in five days. Um, yeah. But honestly, uh, with all the stuff that you're talking about, I'm, my, my Xbox is like literally behind this wall. I'm After this uh, show, I'm going to go uh, uh, download the update and check it out. Um, the, the thing is, I really hope this game has like some kind of turnaround story. I think that would be so damn cool if a couple years down the line there like Cyberpunk is this like glowing underdog story where it's like yeah, it started like just terrible. Like a like a garbage truck on fire running down the streets. Um and, but now it, it it it's it looks like a nice parade float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it would be cool. No, I'm very excited for people to get the experience that me and PC people had. Because, again, I, it was perfect for me. Because the aesthetic got me. Because I fucking love future sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Having Manus blades in your arms is a great time. And while I don't think it, the game is as good as Witcher 3, which I think everyone's holding it to that standard, which, of course, his team made Witcher 3. Makes sense. Uh, but where they still did just as good as Witcher 3 was, like, the character stuff. I love everybody in that video game. Yeah. They're great. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're awesome. I love you so much. So, like, I hope people enjoy it more. Not that they have an update. And I'm excited, and yeah, I don't know what I'll fit it in. I mean, between that and Horizon and Quantum yeah. Break and Elden Ring, I'll figure it out. Like, like I, I, well, like I said at the beginning of it, them releasing the patch the day they announced it was one of the most brilliant things they could do. Yeah, because they knew that they couldn't just sit on it because people would just be, you know, demanding and being like, "Why is my game still look like trash?" And so they're like, "Ha ha, it doesn't." <laughs> you have no option now. It has to look good. Now the last thing about this, now that this one is out. When is the Witcher 3 next-gen update coming out? Come on, CD Projekt Red. Oh, God. Didn't we get an update about that? It got delayed they... to this year. But didn't it get delayed to, like, late no. this year? It was late last year. Then it got... It's now spring of this okay. year. But now that okay. this one is out, I'm like, ooh, maybe that one's also coming out in, like, a couple months or something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, spring's, like, April, Through March. May or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting... I'm waiting to finish Blood and Wine just because I want to do the next-gen update. I might just yeah. start at this point, but man, I'm excited for Maybe that. I'll give that game another shot. <laughs> you should. I had to play it twice before I enjoyed it. I I've attempted it times. five times. Where do you always stop at in the it, it the first for part? me the, the for me the thing like I I played through The Witcher one and two. Mm-hmm. I love Witcher two. That is a fun ass game. And my problem with three was that there was too much to do, which I know is a weird thing to say, but it got to the point where I was like, I just, can I just go to the next thing? I just want to, I just want to get further in the story. Please stop making me do these things. (laughs) Uh, I think the furthest I've ever gotten was Keir Morgan. Um, Okay. Like going back there doing all this stuff. I think I passed that part of it. And yeah, I passed that part of it, and they're like, "Chill, now go to this fucking island over here." I'm like, "I just, I oh, don't Skellige. care." Yeah, I'm like, "I just don't care. Just let me, let me, let me be done. I just, please." Yeah, there's definitely um golden path through that game, but it's like, hey, you could also do this, and then people are like, yeah. "I guess I have to do all of that," and I'm like, "Don't do that." 
yeah. but those monster hunts, mm, perfect. Those monster hunts. monster hunts are fun. Um, but like, I I wish there was more reason to do them. I guess like a, a lot of them, I ended up doing them, and I went, well, I did that. You know why you do them? Because you're a fucking Witcher. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a game that maybe doesn't have as many fans, and we don't know if it'll have a redemption arc. Battlefield 2042 oh, God. failed to meet expectations. I was so mad, dude. I love Battlefield, and they've just been messing yeah. up the last couple games. It's yeah. not good. Uh, oh, God. Why is Mario... If you're on yeah. stream, Mario, so sad. Mario's Mario's just, so sad. he's not in a good Wait, mood. Wait, no. He's, he's this way. Mario. What's wrong, buddy? My boy. They've <laughs> killed you on the Wii U tablet. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Battlefield 2042 failed to meet expectations from Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. So, we'll explain it as we go through the story. But apparently, there was uh, an interview given, and then there was an answer given, and then apparently it was taken out of context. I don't know. We'll see how they, how they feel about it. So, Electronic Arts has admittedly opened that Battlefield 2042 failed to meet its sales expectations, and a recent report said the launch of Halo Infinite might have contributed to the lower-than-expected results. It might have played a role. Let's see, this is where they, they clarified. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It might have played a role, but Electronic Arts has now reacted to that report, saying it is not blaming external factors for Battlefield 2042's underperformance relative to EA's expectations. So, I saw you make that face, which is very true, because this happens a lot. We're like, oh, well, yeah. our thing failed because of someone else. It's like, maybe... Check your room before you talk I about mean, other people's closets. There, there's 100% times where that happened. Mm -hmm. Like the original Horizon. The fact that that came out in the same... Was it the same week? Yeah, it was like two days Switch or three days after while. Switch. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, like that was unfortunate timing. Mm -hmm. And and 100% killed the sales for that. And luckily we got a sequel to it. But yeah, when a game is already getting bad press and then comes out and gets more bad press and then a better game comes out it was not that last part's fault yeah check the first parts <laughs> so yeah. x-fire reported this week that ea held a town hall meeting uh recently which discussed what happened with battlefield 2042 the report listed many reasons for why 2042 might have come up short but much of the discussion surrounding the piece was focusing on what role halo infinite's launch around the same time might have had um EA's Communications Vice President John Reesberg told PC Gamer the stories floating around the internet do not accurately represent the discussion in the context of the town hall meeting that was an in-depth and very humble internal humble excuse me internal conversation around Battle 2042's launch. Uh, it was about key learnings and actions we were taking, not blaming external factors. Uh, so basically, what they were talking about, what got reported on, was that they said because Halo dropped its multiplayer early. Uh, on yeah. the 20th anniversary, they're like, by the way, single player is still three weeks out, but multiplayer is here right now. And I believe it was like right before, right after Battlefield 2042 launched. And then there was also talk about, well, COVID made it hard. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's been hard for everybody with COVID developing things. But it was basically someone was reporting these negatives and they were like, they were trying to blame something else. Uh, but then again, he's trying to clarify that it was more in depth than that. Um, officially, though, EA CEO Andrew Wilson said 2042 struggled in part due to being developed by COVID. Uh, while also mentioning some of the design choices in the game not resonate with players. That's the big one. Make the game that yeah. people want to play. <laughs> Don't yeah. blame Halo. Um, for the Battlefield series overall, Wilson said EA has a big, bold vision for the series, though he declined to confirm if the rumors of 42 adopting a free-to-play model are true. So mm. there's a lot of back and forth he said she said about yeah. 2042. So how do you feel? I mean, this isn't the first time we've had this with Battlefield. What, what was that? What was that? Cops and robbers one they did. Hardline. Uh, Hardline. Yeah. That like, my favorite Battlefield will always be Bad Company too. Mm -hmm. That was a that was a 
banger of a game, and I haven't found one since that did it. And, I mean, I the, the thing that still boggles my mind about it is that, you know, every time Battlefield launches a game, COD comes in and eats their, eats their lunch. Just every time. And then, you know, now we've got Halo that dropped. I just don't understand the the thought process of continuing to release these games in the same few months. Right. You can do and the summer if, or something, right? Yeah. Like, like if, if 2049 had been like, you know what? We're going to delay the game to spring, like late spring. We're going to touch it up. We're going to fix the things that we need to fix. And we're going to release it in a window where there isn't another military shooter. I, I just, I don't, I don't know what the thought process is behind that. It seems like you you're fighting a battle that doesn't need to be fought mm-hmm. and create. And, you know, I'm sure even with the amount of, of time and stuff that they put in this, that like, yeah, the team probably could have used some more time and I'm sure they wanted some more time, but they were like, Nope, going out now. So yeah, eh. I'm glad they had a, a, a town hall about it. I don't know if anything will happen with it, but I at least like that they got some opinions from non-executives on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Again, I want Battlefield to be good because I love, I mean, Bad Company yeah. 2, Battlefield yeah. 3. Oh my God, I put hundreds of hours in Battlefield 3. Battlefield 4 was fun at launch. Uh, I love Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 was awesome. Mm-hmm. I like shooting yeah. those 1928 guns. Uh, it's a great time. But then like <laughs> 5 was a wreck. And yeah. 42 apparently is a very good... This is like the first one I haven't bought, because I'm just like, I'll wait for it to come to Game Pass, because I have Game yeah. Pass Ultimate, so I'll get it. Um, but yeah, I just hope they improve it, and the idea of a free-to-play sounds good to me. You'll get more players in. Yeah, I mean, if they if they focus on that big team battle aspect of it, because I mean, really, that was, that was the thing that made Battlefield. Like, I remember playing Battlefield 1942 on my PC way back in the day, mm-hmm. and it was wild having so many people on a, on a freaking map and everything, and it was so neat, and Bad Company 2 being like, okay, we got this giant map, and once you achieve a goal, the map becomes bigger, and like, play with this, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there. All yeah. right. So that's all of the stories we had today. Look at that. We my got through Lord. the news, no problem. Oh, my gosh. But now it's time for, let me do it how to, he, you know what, I'm not going to do it like Chad does. I'm going to do it the way that normal person would do it. Yeah. Game on game show, the game where we game on our game show, the game show, game, 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 game. What? I just did what he said, but way slower. What normal person sounds like that? I think if you slow down what Chad says, it's exactly what he says. Okay. The game on our game show where we game on our game show, game, 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 game. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for you. Of course, you're playing today. We'll see yes, who the winner yes. is. So my boy Trevor, oh, you God, enjoyed the D&D mic. and the tabletop RPGs, correct? Yeah, yes, I do. I would assume so. Oh, you can't see it back there. Oh, you I can, can kind of see, see, it back see there. the book right there. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Um, right so we're going to do 5e rules. Just because it's oh, easiest. Geez. And our game on our game show, the game we game on the game show, game, 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 is Welcome to Class, bitch, where you take famous and, <laughs> and selected characters from the video game world, and you're going to make them in D&D. So you're going to get oh. a class, maybe a subclass if you want to throw out a... I don't know. People probably don't get the mechanic. I mean, race doesn't make sense because fucking 90% of the people you play are humans. But... So you're going to make our character that I'm giving you in okay, D&D. So, 
So, so I'm I'm using the classes and subclasses of fifth edition currently published D and D products to assign video game characters. I got yes. it. I'm in it because me Let's and you both know what these words mean, and fifth edition is yeah. popular enough that people will understand. And also, like everyone knows if what you a rogue don't, is. It's a great excuse to get into it. Exactly. Uh, everyone uh, else. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. This is me peer pressuring. <laughs> so I made a tweet from Respawn Aim Fire. I've got a couple of response here. This is oh, from geez. Five Star Man Asa Gray. He gave hey, me a couple of them. The uh, which one do I like here? You know what? I'm going to go with the, the, the good ones. Handsome Jack from the Borderlands series. Ooh, what is Handsome, Handsome Jack? Jack? Ooh. Chaotic evil for sure. I don't care about alignment, but that's what he would be. I, I got three in my head. Okay. Um, I mean... Bard could be in there, mm. um, but we don't really ever see him do anything like magical or use technology in a way that could be considered magical. Um, he's a good talker, but though. He's a good talker. Uh, Rogue and Ranger also pop up, but then Ranger pops into my head because when you can actually play as him in the pre-sequel. Mm, um, okay. And and the, the skills that you could do with it. <sighs> I do think I would go Bard, though. Yeah. Like I, I just I, I love I, if if I were to pick a Borderlands character to play as in a D and D game, it would be Handsome Jack, and I would just do it as a bard, just yelling at people and just talking about butt stallion for days. <laughs> so good, great. I like that. I think that makes sense. Yeah, especially he's just like, you know, he talks smack to you, which is just uh, it's not cutting, cutting words. words. Yeah, it is cutting words. Is the is yeah. the is the spell vicious yeah. mockery and yeah. all that? <laughs> as Zach, what he does, you constantly just talk shit, makes you do worse. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> King K. Rule. The big crocodile from Donkey Kong. Oh, Jesus. He's a lizard folk. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. What? If you need Smash, okay. just want to use a Smash character if that helps. Okay, but, well, here's the thing. So, so, so you know, he, he comes in punching stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And whatnot. He does I mean, have we, boxing we, gloves. He does, he does have boxing gloves. You're right. So, I'm going to go Fighter Pugilist. Okay. Uh, you can actually do a build, because uh, the thing is, like, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, just monk," because you know, punch on arms attack. Yeah. You can do a fighter build in D and D with pugilist stuff to actually make a good, like, punch him, tackle him, take him to the ground kind of character. So no spoilers yeah. because this will be out before then. But on this coming up Tuesday, where if you're listening to the podcast today. On Isle of Misfit mm. Rolls, we're playing a one-shot so our DM can get ready for Season 2, which is the week following. And Ooh. he's like, all right, do a one-shot, make a character. Guess who made a character who's a fighter, who's also a grappler, who's also a tavern brawler? Hey! Hey! hey. Yeah! Right so this a little guy. Sneak peek. Yeah, I'm ready for just, like, grapple people and throw them on the ground and punch shit. <laughs> it's so, like so much fun. It's so much damn fun. Uh, <laughs> and then, Kratos. He's a big one. What is great? I mean, mm. I feel like there's one really good option for this, but I'll let you go ahead and Warlock it. Pact of the Chain. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's so damn literal. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. God, I'm trying to... Like, okay, like, which Kratos are we talking about? I'll say 2018. 2018? I mean, Barbarian Returning Axe. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can very easily make that build in D and D. I mean, you can make that build by level three. Yeah, absolutely. It's a easy. You could start a campaign as a yeah. 
yeah I, I like if someone came up to me is like i'm gonna play kratos from from 2018 voiced by the the dude from stargate because yes that is my 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 barometer for where i That's know that he is. Man. <laughs> I mean, he is he's tilk come on <laughs> my wife straight up said if we ever meet that guy i'm gonna call him tilk i don't care <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah if they were like i want to play that dude I, i'd 100 give him returning acts in, in such a one you kidding me that'd be yeah. badass so Kratos, yeah, he's absolutely a bar. I mean, he literally has Spartan rage in that game. <gasps> yeah, no, come out. on, it'd be cool. Hell out of people. Um, and then I would also say, um, no, I was gonna try to make fun of Atreus by saying he's kind of a ranger beast master because that your companion is useless. But I'm not even gonna be that mean. To <laughs> uh, I get it though. That's good. Man, awful. All yeah. right, this is from the birdman 53 on twitter jake who's in that DD campaign i was talking about i hope hey. you're not watching live because i just spoiled who i'm playing on tuesday <laughs> but uh let's see Ooh, garris vicarian so garris from mass effect Ooh. i mean i i i can't not think of him as a ranger mm -hmm. like with sharpshooter yeah uh, I mean, especially when 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 he comes in as Angel in Mass Effect Two. I mean, Angel's got oof. a moment. God, that game is so damn good. Oh, yeah, no, I like. Yeah, because like like even even though like Garrus is smart, I would probably put more wisdom into him mm -hmm. than intelligence. Um, is that not so? Yeah. Then? I mean, well, so here's the wild thing: Gunslinger is actually a fighter subclass. Yeah, I know. So fighter gunslinger. That's so weird. <laughs> um, I mean, you well, I mean, you you could easily take the feat to become firearm proficient. Yeah. Um, as the ranger. Yeah, I guess. You're um, right. but the thing is, here's I'm, I'm gonna give you a point for this. Uh, he doesn't use biotics. So does he not? There really is any of the spell stuff. Hmm. He doesn't have. Biotics, so you know. Does he? Yeah, you're right. So you know what I will I will give that to you. yeah no fighter fighter gunslinger yeah because that's wisdom based that's all your grit stuff comes from wisdom right I think so yeah I think so very cool all right so that's so here's the thing Jake you gave me a bunch of characters and I don't know who they are uh, well let's hear let's let's see if we do you know who Sabin Figaro is Sabin Figaro S A B I N space F I G A R O uh, I'm gonna. I knew Garrus, but I was not sure who this is. I don't think I spelled this right. <laughs> is this? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, this is Final Fantasy. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Jake. If you no, not Final Fantasy over here, but I do it, know who Garrus is. It's Final Fantasy VI, too. Like, I, I know it's a good game. I haven't played it. I'm really sorry. I, I, I'm, my bad. All right. Let me try to. Let's see. Who, again, we've been playing it. What's Aloy? I would give her a ranger. Also ranger. Like not just because of the bow, but because I would actually count the the things that she makes as the spells. Mm -hmm. Um like entanglement and stuff Your like that. You could very easily Yeah. Like like you know, the artificer in um uh in D D. Um oh man, actually now that I say that out loud. Mm, now I'm thinking artificer and actually doing Battlesmith with the the animal being the dinosaur robot, mm -hmm. and now, now, see, here's the thing. Now, oh, I got your uh, your little pound or whatever, steel, steel yeah. defender, yeah, yeah, steel defender, steel That's defender, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But now, right. now you see, I gotta look something up. 
does the ability that the that the battlesmith get work for ranged? Because if it does, battle ready, steel defender, they do get extra attack. I feel bad for people who don't are not in D and D and are running play D and D. Play D and D. Come on now, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, um, you gain proficiency with that. I'm trying to find the thing where it's like you get. Uh, oh, you gain proficiency with martial weapons. When you attack with a magic weapon, you can use your intelligence and, uh, modifier instead of strength or dexterity modifier for the attack and the damage rolls. It only says attack, so you could get a magic bow mm -hmm. and still get... Shit, you could totally just make Aloy as an artificer. Especially with all, all the technology her... stuff? Like, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah! And then all the little spells and stuff you get from it are her tech. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude! Look at that. Yeah, no, Artificer. I'm going Artificer on I that. I like it. Uh, the last one I have here on the list, this is a fun one. Lego Harry Potter from Lego Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, fuck, I don't know, like, shit wizard? Fine. <laughs> shit wizard? Not just a normal wizard, wizard, huh? He's a Lego wizard. Like, what's he going to do? <laughs> I guess, what's the worst wizard subclass? That's just the one he would be. Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know off the top of my is head. Is abjuration? Does that one kind of suck? No, enchantment. No, no, illusion. Illusion is the worst one. Uh, yeah, illusion. Yeah, illusion does kind of suck. Harry, yeah. Lego Harry Potter is an illusion wizard. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Harry, Lego Harry Potter is an illusion. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't actually exist. All right. So that was our game on game show, the game where we game on our game show. We game and game and game and game and game. Game, 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 game. We did it. All right. Look at that. We're at the end of the at the episode. Look at this. I did it all by myself. This, 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 I'm not gonna lie. This this, this was a this was an awesome episode and it was not three hours long. <laughs> I, normally we can just keep going, but when there's light news and only two hosts, yeah, it's you know, be easy. Happens yeah. Like that. Uh, so you want to learn more about us? You've been listening yeah, to the podcast and you want to figure out more? Go to Patreon.com/slash/respawnandfire to vote on barf games for every month. Uh, play with us each week. Once in a while, I know the Raft Pack plays together all the time, and get dope wallpapers for your devices. This month's barf is Quantum Break. We will be finish that up because we're going to talk about that in about a week or so. I'm hoping Cozy Bear comes on, and we're going to talk about the video game nice. where you watch TV and you play the video game, and I like it a lot so far. Um, <laughs> we're going to, for Patreon folks, get on Patreon. There will be a new poll up for the March's barf game. So I had to think of a list of games that we need to play that are backlog games. I don't have them mm -hmm. in my head yet, but I will think of them very quickly. You know what's funny? I, even though I may not get to listen to the show every week, I still go and vote every month. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy is that I've been a subscriber to the Patreon even though I'm on the show, and I still vote on the polls that I put up. I think that's fair. Yeah. Of course, if it's not it's something that fair. has nothing to do with me. But if it's like yeah. Chad puts up a list of games and it's like, which one? I'm like, I guess this. Even though I'm like, well, I'm going to have to play this. Like when we did Alien Isolation, I was like, I'm very much not voting for Alien Isolation. And still had to play it and get scared. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Trevor, thanks for joining us one more time. Give us your plug so people can find you in this 18. Oh, it's 18 podcast now, not 17. Thank you. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There is an A hiding in there. Uh, yeah, I do a bunch of podcasts uh, uh, right now, currently going on, writing about dragons and shit, where me and two authors talk about writing, uh, Champions Lore, where we talk about D&D uh, lore stuff and makeup things, uh, like Orcus being in love with the Raven Queen and standing outside of her Fortress of Memories with a boombox and a trench coat. Uh, the Champions of Psychology uh, is, uh, is, an, is, is a serious podcast about uh, mental health and gaming and uh, and stuff like that. You can catch those last two on twitch.tv slash games uh, during the week. Um, got, uh, I'm, oh, here, here we go. Uh, uh, this one is soon to come back. Uh, I have a show that uh, we had for a bit called I'm Gonna Podcast, where it was just me and two of my friends uh, just saying dumb shit. Uh, and we're going to bring it back. And this time my sister Christy uh, is going to be joining us. Uh, we did a show called uh, Other Side of Suspicion for a bit where we talked about spooky stuff and made fun of it as we did. Uh, but now we're just going to uh, we, we just gonna talk about dumb stuff. But the thing is, is we, we need help with that oh. because like, we, we, we can talk about dumb shit all day. But sometimes we need a jumping off point for that dumb shit. Uh, and so we're asking people to send in any kind of question. If you need advice, if you have a hypothetical, if you just want to know what our favorite color is or what our favorite food is at three in the morning, send in these random questions to I'm going to email at gmail.com. And you might hear it on the show when we start that up again. That's what those tweets about the emails have been. Haha. <laughs> it is. It is. So yeah, send them in because we we need questions. We need jumping off points. You need advice. As long as you don't mind us laughing a little bit during it, send them in. Very very nice. But yeah, that that that's that's some of the stuff I do, and I'm a community manager and all that fun stuff. So you know. So <laughs> I thank you again for coming on. This has been really fun. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I, I I love doing this. This is fun stuff. That's great. And happy birthday, Chad. I know it was happy on birthday, Chad. February seventeenth. I believe it was his birthday. And uh, I, feel, I feel like that's right. Let me see. What was the day that I saw that I realized that I missed? I had actually done. Yeah, it was the 17th. Yeah. It was like I saw, I saw people saying happy birthday, Chad, two days ago. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, shit here we go. <laughs> no, he literally mentioned it on every podcast, I think, for about a month and a half. <laughs> he would just sneak it in there randomly. He's like, mm, February 17th. But anyways. Oh, look at that. Look thank at you that. guys for joining us. I don't know how he does. That's right. He does a, a, a sign off thing. Um, mm-hmm. Lego Harry Potter is <laughs> an illusion. Goodbye.